Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching each episode. And continue, please, to share with your friends and family members and colleagues. And don't forget to leave a rating or review if you feel this is an uh, awesome show. And you can connect to all of my social media on the Parade Deck. Just look in the show notes or you can put in the search engine Mario P. Fields Parade Deck and get all access to my social media. Well, let's get ready to interview another guest who is willing to remove their armor to help other people. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I am still your host, Mario P. Fields, and we have an amazing guest coming up today. His name is Arvis Owens, and I'll tell you a little bit more about him. Arvis, again, before I get to your official introduction, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Mario. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. But before we get to Arvis, um, I want to say thank you guys again for always supporting the show. And if you want to help Still Serving Incorporated, the nonprofit that I founded uh, with some amazing teammates and uh, God's blessings, you guys want to continue to help us make a difference for uh, to this year's graduating seniors in Innovation Early College High School in Pitt County, right? Greenville, North Carolina, that's Pitt County. Please go to www.stillservinginc.com. You guys can support our second annual charity golf tournament and luncheon. We still have time on the clock. It'll go, uh, you know, that event will be held May 22nd. So you still have time to support. And there's line items. So you can pick, hey, I want to donate $10 for ink pens, stress balls, fleece bank blankets, you name it. And at the luncheon, every high school senior will get a gift bag. And, and, and they will be able to graduate and have things to help them transition to the next level. That's either in academics or in the labor market. So join me, be a part of it. And don't forget, a couple of bucks goes a long way for tomorrow's future professionals in the United States of America and around the world. All right. So I'm done with the admin stuff. Arvis Owens, he is a United States Navy veteran. All right. He's a graduate from the United States Naval Academy. That is not an easy thing to do, let alone to get accepted. I've done a couple of podcast episodes on folks who got rejected um, from that. And then he also reached the rank of commander while he was serving. Ladies and gentlemen, another guest who was willing to remove their armor to help other people. Arvis, welcome again, man. Thank you, Mario. And th thanks to your audience for listening. No, thank you. So can you do me a favor and tell the listeners and viewers just a little bit about yourself? So I'm originally, uh, I was born in Louisiana, but raised in Texas. Consider myself a Texan, Beaumont, Texas. Um, I, my love for the military started early. I got in, uh, in uh, Naval Junior ROTC when I was in high school in ninth grade. And friends and family can tell you from a very early age, my dream was to join the military to serve. and it was all I wanted to do was go to the Naval Academy and be a member of the, uh, the Navy. Wow. Wow. So this journey started years ago. Yes, 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 it did, Mario. I was very young. I was very excited. Um, I did some scouting prior to that. So if, if you want to be technical, uh, start wearing a uniform when I was eight years old. So you had Cub Scouts and things like that. And so it was always a desire of mine to serve so i was very excited for that opportunity i was able to do that uh and then some unfortunate things happened yeah and let's get right into it so from my basic understanding arvis 
is that your childhood dream became a reality. You're serving in the United States Navy, protecting our nation's, what I believe is a precious jewel called freedom. And then all of a sudden, your career, your life is turned upside down. Let's talk about that. What happened, my friend? So let me, let me first and foremost take responsibility for my portion. So I, I am married. I have twin boys. Um, I was at a joint assignment, uh, and I had a brief extramarital relationship with a coworker. Mm. And that coworker decided to falsely accuse me of sexual assault. Wow. Wow. So, so here it is. You had a lapse in judgment and thank you for, for removing your armor to be honest. You know, anyone who's honest, your stock just went up in in my eyes. Uh, So thank you for having the courage to do that. And so here it is. None of us are perfect. Um, and, And then all of a sudden this, this, extra marital affair now she accuses you of sexual assault is that correct yes mario that's exactly what she does and and so how did that how was that communicated was that an email was this uh they went to the command how did you find out so uh someone pulled me aside and i was told to remove my things from the command and they were going to temporarily place me somewhere else and I, I think it was a Friday. I had to pack up my goods. I went home and I was told I was going to be reassigned somewhere pending the investigation and pending any proceedings that would go forward. So that's mm. how. So, he, so here it is. You have basic information. You're, you're a commander in the Navy. Uh, now you have to relocate pending some investigation where you have limited information. A- at that point, what emotions did you st- what what emotions did you start to experience when all this initially started? Uh, Mario, fear, uh, confusion, um, curiosity. Just there's so many different emotions that go on in your body when something like that happens. You get that raw pit in your stomach, and you don't know which way to go. It it, it is likened to a caged animal, I would imagine, uh, that you're just, you're, you have all of these emotions going at the same time wow. and you don't know which way to turn. That's how it felt. Mm. Did you, did you feel alone, Arvis? Like, did you feel like one minute, you know, you had teammates and people who looked up to you and then the next minute it's just, it's just you. Uh, Mario, that's exactly how you feel. It's your calls aren't returned. Um, now, now let, let me say this. When you get accused of something, I, I don't know if, if, if the audience can imagine how they would feel if they were falsely accused of something, but it's you find out who your friends really are. And so let me just say that, you know, my family and I have a core group of friends who are there through thick and thin, but the majority of people, they abandon you. You find out who was jealous of you because they let you know and say, yep, I knew something was up, or I knew you weren't as good as you thought you were. Wow. And, and literally, you find out all of those people in your life who you thought were there, it's a very small, um, I think it's important for people to realize that not everyone who says they're your friend actually is your friend. And so you, you most certainly find that out. But, but yes, for the most part, there is a heavy burden of feeling alone. 
Mm. And the circumstances started to reveal the true character of people. And, you know, isn't that something, you know, you're too nice or you're, you're too professional. No one can be this professional, this squared away. There's got to be something. And Vice just going, maybe maybe he is a human being who's striving to be the best. I don't think any of us are perfect, Arvis. What you, what's your thoughts, you know? <laughs> I definitely agree. And, and I'll give you an example of one. So I had a sailor who had worked for me who I not only helped him become an American citizen, I helped him get promoted to be an officer in the military. And I couldn't get a letter of support from him. And so to, just to put that in perspective that you help so many people throughout your career, and I'm sure you did as well. And, and when you pick up the phone to call, and, and, and let me just be, be, be supportive of them a little bit, is the environment at that time, the military was under tremendous political pressure to get convictions. Mm. You had political leaders, you had four-star flag officers, generals and admirals saying, we need more convictions, not we need more justice. Right. We need more convictions. Yeah, we need more numbers. We need we, we need more, you know, we need numbers, right? We need things. And, and so so now, so here it is, you know, we'll speed up a little bit. You go to trial. Uh, you go to trial. What happened? So I, we go to trial, and I find out why most defendants don't testify in their own behalf. First of all, I wanted to, and I did. I took the stand and I testified in my own behalf. Um, my accuser told numerous inconsistent statements. She wouldn't sign the police report, said it was consensual. Um, and then one thing she said was, I didn't raise her pencil skirt, she didn't raise it. It automatically flew in the air, causing her legs to open, causing her to straddle me in a chair, causing her to automatically wrap her arms around me and open mouth kiss me, but she wasn't consenting. And so you hear the testimony, you, you hear the things. The other thing is my accuser is Caucasian. I'm African-American. The military presented an all white male panel. Mm. And I didn't know that that's what happened in the military. I thought, you know, Jim Crow era things had ended uh, in the sixties and things like that. And so I testify in my own defense and the panel asked me questions. And the first question is why would she do this? And there was a lot of evidence that wasn't turned over, but one thing you know I shared with them is she filed a civil suit against the military for money, but not me. And I asked my attorney about that. I'm grateful she didn't. And I was like, and he was like, she would have to give you more evidence. And then you saw how the injustice happens in the military. It's the denial of experts, the denial of evidence um, is even the judge. And so I was charged of seven counts of sexual assault. That same panel, uh, there were three other charges, I believe, as well, found me not guilty of six. And then during sentencing, when my accuser made another inconsistent statement, you can't say lie in court, they asked to revote the verdict. They said, they asked the judge, can we revote that verdict? They also found me guilty of violating a general order. And we were able to discover they didn't even have a copy of that general order. And the judge stated there's no evidence by his testimony and her testimony that he violated that general order. And I was also found 
the military puts catch-alls in trials to ensure convictions. So it was conduct on becoming an officer soliciting someone other than your wife. So that was a charge. So then my attorney goes back to them and asks them to write letters on my behalf because the judge refused to allow a new trial or then to overturn the verdict. And you have a convening authority in the military, Mario. Um, it's important to understand that's a general officer, a flag officer, or a commanding officer in many cases. And they could at that time order a new trial, overturn the conviction, or things like that. The judge issued an illegal order when she discovered that you had people who were going to write letters. So she had a hearing to ask the prosecutor to ask her to write the letter that she had already given to the juries, restricting what they could pass on. And so many of them were scared away, but enough of them, Mario, wrote letters to the convening authority that says, hey, he's not guilty of this. But there was so much political pressure that he elected not to get involved. In fact, it goes to the appellate court. And when it gets to the appellate court, they see and they kick it back to the convening authority and said, well, just because they said they, they, they were unsure doesn't mean they were unsure. Uh, and let me back up a little bit. At first, the government lost the letters. They said no letters were submitted. But once we yeah. got proof that at least one letter was submitted, they found the letters. And so, Mario, I went to the press, I went to the media, and they didn't even send me to jail. I was facing 30 years. They dismissed me, made me a sex offender, and gave me a dishonorable discharge. Or yeah, and I was, was going to ask you about that. So, so here it is. You go through this 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 very very mostly charged journey. Um, you, you get convicted of a charge, uh, right? Yes. They found one. Yeah. Then you have to register as a sex offender. Um, but then subsequently, you get found not guilty, and they overturn it. Is that what I'm hearing, Arvis? No, no you, you didn't hear that, but, but I'll tell you the nuance with that. So I have to register, and then I start fighting. I start going to the media. I start going to anybody who'll listen, and they won't. They won't listen. Um, the military has perceived to have a problem with sexual assault, so they don't want to hear about false allegations at all. And so I, I get together with some people and start a group because I found out there's hundreds, possibly thousands of people just like me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get seven of us total who are interested. And I start a petition. I, I use one of the members' moms as kind of the person, uh, the lead, just because she had been so vocal in her son's defense in getting his case looked at, even though it wasn't overturned. And within two weeks of having that petition, the state of Virginia elected to take me off the sex offender registry. Wow. It was on seven years, 10 months, they elected to oh take me my. off. And what it did was I started attracting more people to our cause and finding out others in this category. If I may, you were on the sex offender list um, for how long? Seven years, 10 months. Until they realize you shouldn't be on it. Right. It's it, They literally, I got a letter that says, hey, we reviewed your file and we're taking you off. Oh, my goodness. But you and still so have a federal conviction, Mario. And if, let's say I decide to move to another state, each state in the United States, uh, most people don't understand this, can put you right back on the registry. 
Mm. Have that conviction. If you have that conviction. Have that conviction so they can elect to put you on. How, how, how has it, how hard and difficult has it been to, to be able to look at where you believed your reputation was before all of this happened, your family, and then the journey to get where your reputation is today. What were some of your major struggles during that? So, so Mario, again, I, I started very early wanting a military career and it becomes your identity. Most people, uh, I don't mm -hmm. think, understand that, that it's a part of who you are. And so you become suicidal. I was suicidal. I had, mm. I had, I had plotted how I was going to do it. I was going to do it in a hotel because I didn't understand why people would do it around their family. I had made certain moves and I'm going to tell you, I give a lot of credit to my wife. She did stay with me. She did forgive me. Is yeah. that she would put our children in my arms. And the thing that did it for me, and I want to say this so that other veterans who struggle with this is it's the people you leave behind that what really pressed on me was if you take this route, then the people who did believe in you, the people who did support you, they're going to think you did this and you can't leave them with that burden. You have to fight to show them that we don't give up when a wrong happens. We fight for ourselves and we fight for others. I would tell you in this country, a sex offender is killed every month. Most mm. of it, it happens in prison, but if you think about it, there are companies that will hire someone who killed someone if they've served their time, but they won't hire a sex offender. Wow. It makes employment extraordinarily difficult. Your friends and neighbors, you're not getting invited to parties, Mario. Um, you're getting treated. You're getting treated in a way that is subhuman. It's you can't take your kids to school. You can't meet their teachers. Um, you're restricted where you travel. Um, in Virginia, when I first was put on, there was a rule that if you had a new email address, you had 30 minutes to register it or you'd go to prison. Wow. Um, you had, I've had neighbors call on me because I was, was going to give out trick-or-treat candy. I've had neighbors call on me because there was a bus stop in front of my house. Even though they knew me before these allegations, they knew where I was. And you never get to find out who they are. And so what I, wanna, what I wanna say is in the military, a letter of reprimand, that's a piece of paper saying you, had a, you did bad is punishment. But in this country, being treated subhuman as a sex offender is not. Mm, wow. And so you're reminded every day of it. And so there is a pressure, a loathing, a self-loathing that you have that, that I can't even explain. You get checked for... We, we my, my wife's family, and pardon me, I get a little emotional. No worries. Had a family reunion, and she comes to me, and she wanted to go. And I said, sweetie, I can't go. You can go. You can bring the children, but I can't go on a cruise line, right? You, it's, you know, they, they do the background check. I, I can't do that. Um, and so your whole life becomes, it revolves around it. If you go to another state, they have different rules. You have to look into those rules and make sure because everything will get you arrested or and charged again. I think, let's say you happen to be go to Las Vegas, it's either one day or 48 hours. You have different requirements that you have to do. And mm. in many cases, they're not published. And if you break them, you will go to jail. 
uh, you will be arrested. And, and again, like I said, it, it, it impacts every single part of your life and, and, and it really crushes your spirit in, in many senses. Um, not only was I contemplating suicide, but many of the men I've helped, I've been able to talk them away from it. Mm-hmm. And the experience I had, and again, it's because there's someone who loves you and supports you. There's someone who believes you. And if you leave this world, then they will question that belief. And so it's important because I have two, two young men, boys, they're 13 years old, twin boys. And with what's going on in the world, they might be called to the military. And so I asked parents, how would you feel if your son or your daughter would be falsely accused and wrongly convicted? You know, would you support them serving in the country? And, and let me back up. I love the military. Yeah. I want them to fix this. I want them to be better. The idea is we live in a country where we can speak freely. And so those are some of my experience. I apologize for being a little long-winded. Oh, no. No, Arvis. I mean, it's just just breathtaking. You you know, and and, and I know you're doing some amazing things. And I don't I can be on here with you for for a week, my friend. But but reflecting back and looking back to when this journey all began. Um, and you gave some wonderful advice on how to think through things and not emotionally react. And I appreciate that, especially with suicide. And of course, it's it's a challenge worldwide. But looking back, if you had to give anybody in the world um, a piece of advice, if they're ever falsely accused of anything, uh, what what would that be? So we're talking military or, or anywhere? Any, any human being. Anywhere. I would tell you, you need to get an attorney. Uh, a lot of people that I talk to think that they can handle this on their own, that because mm-hmm. they didn't do anything, they can, they can talk things through. And that's not the case. You need to get an attorney. Um, if you can't afford an attorney and you have to be assigned one, then I, I recommend you find a paralegal to support that court appointed attorney. If, and if you can't do that, uh, an investigator, specifically a retired investigator from the body that's investigating you. And so they can have a fresh look at the evidence and help you prepare to defend yourself. But it really is overwhelming. And when you become emotional, the thinking part of your brain shuts down. It does that for everyone. And mm-hmm. so you really have to have that team and that level of support. And for the family, you have to watch that person because the example I'll give, I had a speeding ticket is the only interaction with law enforcement in my life. I went from speeding ticket once to sex offender. And so that's a big leap. And many of the men you know, that I support, it's it's again, that's a huge leap. And so you're left thinking by yourself. So you need to surround yourself with positive people to give you that positive advice, um, to help your mind go other places as you work through the process. Wow. No, great, great advice, Arvis. I would have never thought about, I mean, it could happen to me and I would have never thought about that. Um, and you're doing some amazing things. Can you, can, you know, how can our listeners and viewers find you um, and if they want to support, support what you're doing. 
So one way is we have a change.org campaign. It's called change.org forward slash unjust, U-N-J-U-S-T, U-C-M-J. You'll see six other people, including myself, where we summarize our stories. Um, you can also go to the website, www.wouldyou, one word, care, wouldyou.care. So www.wouldyou.care. And, and Mario, what, what I also tell your listeners is, I don't want you to believe what I'm saying just because I'm saying it. I want your listeners to go and look at and Google the judicial proceedings panel for the barriers to the fair administration of justice in military sex assault cases. I want them to look up the University of Illinois Law Review that's called Justice is No Longer Blind that talks about the injustice in the military. I want them to see some of the data we have and the evidence we have we have, a, we have people, we have at least one person who he has a video of his accuser admitting that she lied and he was not allowed to present that in a military court. The civilian police dropped the case against him because of her admit, admitting that she lied and she made up the allegations. And then a year later, the military charged this young man, ruined his entire life and would not allow him to show the video. So you can reach out to me. I, I welcome, I falsely accused, we, we work with you, we will show you how to support yourself in a way where you can present the information. And so, so those are the ways you can, you can get in touch with us, you can see our information, and you can support us to get the military to do the right thing. Thank you. No, thanks, Harvard, so much. And ladies and gentlemen, everyone, uh, those links will be definitely in the show note. And again, Arvis, thank you for removing your arm armor. Uh, you, you know, everyone, you guys, you guys heard from Arvis, and he's he's doing amazing things. I had a chance to research the things he's doing. And sexual assault does not have a gender or race. It can happen to anyone. And false allegations with any any um, thing can happen to to anyone um, in in the world. So again, my friend, thank you um, for removing your armor. For, for giving us some very, very thoughtful tips on, again, if we ever experience anything like you and we're falsely accused of anything, especially those in, in the military, um, you got some good resources and hopefully this episode helps you if that happens to you. Be safe, my friend, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell your lovely family hello from the Fields family, and we'll see you soon. I will. Thank you again, Maury. Thank you. Be safe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, a couple of weeks. See you guys or you guys who are listening can hear me until then. Be safe. God bless. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this most recent episode. And remember, you can listen and watch all of the previous episodes on my YouTube channel. The best way to connect to me and all of my social media is follow me on the parade deck. That is www.paradedeck.com. Or you can click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you guys soon.